Brothers and sisters, good morning. Beloved, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. That's what St. Paul writes to Timothy in our second reading today. Everyone has gifts, but he's speaking specifically of the gift of the priesthood. This is what Paul was able to give to Timothy through laying on of hands, the imposition of my hands. And it's a good thing to be stirred up, the gift of the priesthood. When I was preparing to receive that same gift when the bishop imposed his hands upon me, when I was in seminary, I, uh, I, I think I've told you all before, I've said it, if not to you specifically, to most people, uh, my mom's family is from this area, uh, from Muncie, from Cowan. She was a Cowan Blackhawk, told me that she was a cheerleader and the basketball team didn't win a single game while she was a cheerleader. Uh, good time to be in Cowan. But my dad's family is from Gary, uh, Gary proper, Broadway, uh, downtown Gary. And so I grew up with a, a family up there that knew a lot about what it was to see a community rise and fall. They moved to Gary right off the boat from Ireland uh, back in, in the 1920s. And so they had seen Gary in its heyday when things were, were really moving. My great-grandpa was the milkman in Gary, and he'd drop the bottles around door to door. Uh, but they also knew what it was like to see vibrant communities start to diminish and, and move for whatever reason. Uh, one Thanksgiving, while I was still in seminary waiting for this gift, I was up with some of my family in Gary and uh, someone who will remain anonymous because we live stream these masses and I don't want to embarrass any of my family, but someone who loves me a lot, uh, said to me, Cody, I'm, I'm nervous for you. I'm worried about you. Because see, you're moving into this priesthood thing, and, and that's great, and we're so proud of you. But, you know, you've got this zeal for the Lord. You love being able to be, to, to preach, to be with the sacraments. He said, you love visiting people in the nursing homes and hospitals, and that's great. But I talk to the older priests, and they say that they don't got enough money to keep the lights on. And I'm worried that one day you're not going to be able to do any of this good priest stuff you're just going to ask people for money to replace air conditioners. You're just going to ask people for money to replace roofs. And I'm worried it's going to hurt you. And this person loved me a lot, so I said, thank you. Because they were concerned. And I could see that, and that meant a lot to me. But I told this person, you know, in seminary, we get to meet people from all over the country. People from large dioceses and small dioceses people with different sets of circumstances. And I heard this story while I was in seminary, a true, real story about this, this diocese. It was a bit on the smaller side, and uh, they decided that they were going to call all the priests together to have a sort of strategic mission. They said, uh, okay, let's, let's take assessment of where we're at. What do we got? And they said, well, not a lot. We got only 11 priests in the, in the whole diocese. Uh, so they were definitely feeling the vocation crisis. Uh, they said, we don't have any buildings right now. We're just leasing space from people who are willing to give it to us. Our financial situation is rough. Actually, the, the business manager of the diocese, the director of operations, took off 
with most of the money and, and came to, uh, it was kind of a violent end. Um, as far as parishioners go, they had been hemorrhaging them. People were leaving because of the scandals. Uh, people were leaving because they no longer believed in the church teaching, specifically in the Eucharist. And so this group of 11 priests were set trying to figure out, what are we going to do? But like I said, true story. They didn't despair. Instead, they took hope because they believed that God had a plan for them and that if they stirred into flame the gift that they were given, well, things would be all right. This diocese was the Diocese of Jerusalem at the foundation of the church itself. Judas had done some untoward things. People were leaving left and right. They sat without any prospect, any community, any contacts. But they knew that if they were faithful to the God who was faithful to them, if they poured all of themselves and the gifts that they'd been given into their mission, God would honor it, and they would receive the fruits of those gifts. Today, as it were, you heard Father Underwood last week speak about uh, our increased offertory program, which really just means us trying to make us us. St. Lawrence making sure to, to be who St. Lawrence is, to use the gifts that we have so that we can benefit the entirety of this community specifically. So I want to invite uh, Mark DeFabio up, a member of St. Lawrence, to come share a little bit of his own witness uh, of what this place has meant to him over the years. Mark. Good morning. I, uh, as Father said, my name is Mark DeFabio. I have been a member of St. Lawrence since 2015. Uh, I will tell you more about my background, that being a cradle Catholic, grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, went to parochial school. Those of you who heard Father Underwood talk last week about the nuns that were at school and they would use rulers. Well, I'm here to confirm that yes, they did use rulers. At my school, they used a yardstick. I have no idea why it was a yardstick, but. So yes, we know about the nuns and how beautiful they are. Uh, I also was an altar boy, had first communion, confirmation, like many of you have. Uh, in 1975, I was released from the United States Army and moved to West Lafayette, or from West Lafayette, moved to Muncie, uh, and I was assigned and hired as the liturgy coordinator at St. Francis Newman Center. Uh, in 2015, uh, a good friend of mine, Father Dave Hellman and Father Bob Williams, came to St. Lawrence, and uh, I've known Father Dave 45 plus years, as many of you here have, and uh, so we transferred over to St. Lawrence, uh, my wife and I, Barbara and I have been married 45 years as of August. So in getting with Father and going over talking about time, talent, and treasures, those of us that experienced the church in pre-Vatican II 
realized that we were more or less spectators at that time. Uh, and then once Vatican II came, we found out we could be more involved in it. And that is something that I just really, really enjoyed. And I wanted to continue my involvement in any way, shape, or form, whether it be taking up the collection, doing the readings, whatever it was. And in doing that, I felt that it strengthened my faith in God even more so with the involvement that I had. My parents led the way with a good example by my dad was a CCD teacher. Uh, my mom worked in the soup kitchen and the rest of us did the same as well with my brothers being uh, altar boys and getting involved in any way also. In 1972, I was drafted in the army and was assigned as a chaplain's assistant in Frankfurt, Germany. And that task I found was extremely enjoyable because my life had turned to not only uh, using my time and talents, but also encouraging fellow students and parishioners to use theirs as well and getting the families involved. Once again, this involvement made me feel even closer to God as well as to fellow parishioners. Once my life at St. Francis began, my involvement helped me enjoy my faith even more. The prayer of St. Francis begins with, Lord, make me a channel of your peace. My involvement helped me do that even more and made it even more gratifying. Uh, now a married person, Barbara and I began our time and talent journey together, leading parish youth groups. Uh, we would do uh, family enrichment programs, and we also were involved in a marriage encounter, as well as we did uh, marriage prep classes for soon-to-be married couples. Remembering that every gift is from God, I realized I must not only use these gifts but share them with others as well. Just what are your gifts? That is something for you to determine, but trust me, you all have them. One of the things I noticed when I came to St. Lawrence, and that was being the oldest church in all of Muncie, the people that have the time and talent and treasures is very vast and very entrenched and has been here for a long time. And I was extremely impressed with the involvement at all levels with this church. And I wanted to be a part of that. And the one thing that I would say is this, that I was in a volunteer group before and somebody said to me once, he said, Mark, understand this, in an organization, 30% of the people do all of the work 30% of the people do some of the work, and 30% of the people do none of the work. So I would sit there and thought to myself, well, I'm gonna be part of those that do some of the work at the very least. To help you understand what exactly is your talent, what exactly is the treasure that you have to give, I would suggest viewing a video by a gentleman known uh, by the name of Simon Sinek, the video that he has is called Start With The Why. This video explained to me my passion for my talents and sharing them in the church.
Simon states that the why is an individual's purpose, cause, or fundamental belief. Your why is your calling, your conviction, your personal mission statement. Why you are passionate for something you do. Is there no greater passion than the love that we have for our Lord? I saw a banner one time at church, and it was really a unique, unique banner because there weren't any pictures on it. There wasn't an ornate border around it. It just simply asked the question, if you were arrested today as a Christian, would they have enough evidence to convict you? And that just was very impactful to me, so I wanted to make sure that I could gather all the evidence they could to convict me if need be. I thank you for allowing me the time to share and ask you to think about one thing and one thing only, and that is simply this. What is your why? Thank you, Mark. Uh, as you just heard, everyone's got some kind of gift. Uh, of course, we, we've in the church for, for decades now, uh, referred to the time and the talent and the treasure, varieties, um, which are great. One thing to remember about that is a gift is never something that God gives to us for us, something that he might give to others through us. So if you have a gift, believe me when I say someone in this community needs it. Uh, we're really grateful that you do have that gift. And so for now, uh, we're going to take just two or three minutes to fill out commitment cards. Father Underwood spoke about these last week, and they should have gone out in the mail. If you don't have yours with you, or if you never got one, the ushers have them in the back. It's your lucky day. You can raise your hand, and they'll be able to pass Witness. Uh, they'll be able to pass one for you. Um, so that you can take a little time. I filled one out last night, but I saw another one here on my chair, and I'm hoping they don't ask me to give my gift in triplicate. Uh, 